Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oh, <laughs> good old Pat. Good old Pat. Welcome, 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 one and all, to Blighty Day Fiance. My name is Michelle. My name is Robin. I am American. I am not. We live in England. We do. We are married to each other. We are. And this is the secret to a successful marriage, by the way. Um, just agreement. Ag- J- try it out. Say something <laughs> and let's see if I can agree. Anything at all. I thought you were going to say podcasting. I agree that you thought that. <laughs> um, I'm a bit confused now. You've done that thing where we're moving the horse cart along. Yeah. And then you've handed me the reins like the minute after uh, whipping the horse. So the yeah. wagon's taken off way before I'm ready. You think that's bad? I just tried to do a horse impression. It sounded like Kenneth Williams. I don't know who that is. Okay. All right. Are we good? Yeah. This is season one or series one, as we're fond of saying in the UK. This is episode nine. Yeah, or Delta. In America. Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows what number it is in America. What's the title? Age is just a number. Age is just a number. It's not, though. <laughs> no, it isn't. Um, and I have to say, though, Pat has won me over. Yeah, me too. In a way that her closest analog, Jenny, never has. I... Um, because the chicken characterization of Jenny is so absolutely genius on reality gaze, I find it almost impossible not to go bacor when you say Jenny. And when we do get round to doing Happily Ever After, I don't know how I'm going to cope. Are we going to cover Happily Ever After? I thought we decided not to. Well, here's the thing, and I wanted to talk about that because... <laughs> 
I'm glad we're talking about it on the podcast so yeah. that our listeners are in on the on the process. Well, here. I don't want to talk about it with you. I've talked about it with you. I want to talk about it with them. Okay. Right. Um, so we uh, we said um, aware that this beautiful and blissful season of uh, Nice Day Fiance UK will, of course, like all things, come to an end. Um, and we were like, oh, well, what should we do after? And we were like, oh, happily ever afters starting. And um, you suggested doing Sister Wives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Channel 4 in the UK, um, believe it or not, Americans, not all TV is BBC. Um, we have other networks. Um, uh, they dropped Married at First Sight. Um, like a great big explosive glitter ball of fun um, without telling us really in advance. We knew it was coming soon. (laughs) But we thought it would be like the end of September. Yeah. And then not only did they drop it on us, they dropped four episodes a week on us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's left us ever so slightly squeezed. Yes, we're a little bit overwhelmed. Um, now we're not doing more than say two episodes a week at a push on Married at First Sight UK, but it is four nights of television. Um, we're only in the beginning now where they have all the weddings. And so there's not as much to talk about, but there may come a point where we have to record an episode that's two or three hours long and divided into two. So you understand Robin works full time. Um, I have family circumstances that need my urgent attention uh, at a moment's notice, and we just do not have the bandwidth to cover Happily Ever After. In addition to that, we don't think that we have a whole lot that we can bring to that show that's new that other people aren't doing better, quite frankly. But we did make a promise, and we did say that um, we want to be a conduit for the thoughts and opinions that other people very rightly have chosen not to cover. So, you know, big head. Um, and, and I'll still do that. Okay, so we're going to, for the time being, while 90 Day Fiancé UK is on the air, and of course, this great 10-week onslaught of four episodes a week of of, of, maths, of math suck, um, we probably won't do a standalone, but where there are things that are worth talking about, we will, of course, you know, we Pepper it in we here and share, there. We can, d- we can talk about it on social media. We're looking at ways of doing that without showing our faces. Look... The not showing our faces thing is not some cloak and dagger conspiracy. Uh, A lot of it has to do with my self-care and how I need to take care of myself. It's not that I think I'm some big, huge celebrity. I'm just, I'm not fully ready to, to show my face yet. And, and Robin is uh, in solidarity with me, not out there fishing for his third wife. Um, because (laughs) I understand that he's, I understand that he's the more popular of the two of us. I have absolutely no problem with that, but I, I hope you all respect my decision at this point. Yeah. Look, the honest and horrible truth is that sometimes women can be bullied to a frankly jaw dropping degree on the internet. Um, so we kind of particularly in the moment for various reasons, which, you know, maybe we'll go into in our Facebook group, Blighty Day Bays, B-A-E-S, uh, by all means, come along and join. We'd love to chat to you there. Um, we might explain and stuff, but yeah, I don't really want you know, the personal insults, which inevitably come from sort of sticking yourself in, in the social. So um, anyway, that's a little bit of a diversion, isn't it? 
Yeah, I didn't mean to take up any of our precious time with that, but I did want to clarify that we will absolutely still be covering Sister Wives because I do think that we have something new and uh, and different to bring to that. Robin did not grow up in um, a country where there's a lot of religious fundamentalism, um, at least not, or Christian fundamentalism, I should say, at least not in the same way that it is in America. Um, it's a totally new world for him. And I think that... Um, Will it be a fish out of water story? Because you know how I love them. Well, you'll be the fish. Right. You'll be the fish out of water, not I'll, understanding anything. I'll be the, and not caveman, having... with, the caveman with exactly. the eye. And I think so much of us, I mean, how many of you would love to come into some of these shows for the first time all over again. And now you get to do that through me, through Robin, your so, friend. What we can't promise at the moment is any other standalones, but we're going to pepper stuff in and, and perhaps we'll do a standalone for sister wise when this season of, of, of 90 day UK draws to an end. We've got a little bit more leeway, but we haven't entirely figured things out. Can you tell, can you tell we'll make yeah. it up as we go along, but we'll do our very best. Okay. What more can we say? It's a process. Yeah. Um, I also want to take a moment. You know, you can hit us up anytime on our socials at Blighty Day, B L I G H T Y D A Y on Twitter and on Instagram. You can also email us at Blighty Day Fiance at gmail.com. I want to take a quick moment to just personally thank the Facebook group mods, uh, Caroline Dickey, Heidi Anderson Pearson, Licia Hockenberry, Megan Taylor, Sonora Kelly, Stephanie Pelkey, and Sue Quinton. Thank you all so much for working so hard to put the group together and um, just all your support. When you say all the names together like that, it sounds very cool. Those are some cool last names. They are very cool. Like if, if that was like the cast of a movie or something, you'd be like, where do these crazy actors get their glamorous names or a girl group or something? Well, you can you can meet them all right. in uh, the Facebook group, Blighty Day Bays. Day. All right. That's enough announcements for now. Um, shall, we, shall we start with Pat? Oh, yeah. She's kind of my favorite now. Yeah, because, you know, she might not be with us by the end. Oh, oh Robin. Oh dear. Can we can we be the bigger persons? <laughs> yeah. Um So Pat is 68 years young. She's a retired nurse. She's very musical as she um demonstrates with enthusiasm. Uh she's she's not though cuz <laughs> you don't blow into a didgeridoo. Well, I don't know. You don't. She ran out That's of That's not how you play a digeridoo. She ran out of puff on the on the pan flutes, which worried me a little bit. Same with pan flutes. You don't just blow into them. That <laughs> is not how they work. You need some embouture uh, for a pan pipe. Of course, the best way to play a pan pipe is not to play a pan pipe, because pan pipes are fucking horrible sounding. Um I'm gonna disagree with you there. Uh, I'm going to say it's not something that you can just pick up and master over a period of a couple days, though. I will, I'll give you that. Okay? Not a good instrument. Even if you have mastered it, the best you can do is an unpleasant and slightly 
putrid sound. Um, I've learned to accept whale noise. I've learned to accept kind of ethereal pads and soundscapes. I can never get with the pan pipes. If I went for a massage and there were pan pipes, it ain't happening. So there are other things that uh, I really like about Pat. Um, I like that she is, she describes herself as a church girl. And I was sort of bracing myself you know, to cut away to some stuffy cathedral or not even, not even a stuffy uh, church that we've all been to when everyone and their mom got married in the summers. You guys, Four Weddings and a Funeral was a documentary, okay? <laughs> that know. is what it's like to uh, be in England during wedding season when um, your friend's are getting married. It all happens at once. Yeah. And uh, it's relentless. Yeah. And, so. And Hugh Grant is at all of them. <laughs> He's at all of them. It's a nightmare. Um, I would have, I like to think um, that I would be the, the Andy McDowell character with a, a humorless older man <laughs> who gets. <laughs> would you I'm, notice if it rained? Yeah, I would. Right. I would. Um not that dim then. Anyway. <laughs> okay. We've all I would I was bracing myself for a dark, damp and dusty church. Instead, she worships with her body. In nature. In nature. Yeah. With colorful scarves and dance and I, I'm not making fun of this, you guys. Nope. I I truly think that that's beautiful, and I, I think it's a beautiful expression of faith. This is where I envy those of faith, right? I have no faith. I am a godless heathen. I'm a terrible, terrible, I'm condemned to all kinds of hellfire and all of that malarkey, um, but that's fine. Um, I'm also not an atheist, by the way. Um, should I be talking about this? Why the hell not? Um, I think that defining yourself in opposition to anything is just really, really weird. Um, I won't talk about what I am or what I believe, really. Um, I'll just say that I don't have any sort of committed faith. But what I do have is almost an envy of some people who do, because I've seen how it can make some people tremendously happy. And I think that's always a good thing. Now, just like everyone else, you see the bad side and the good side. But I think some people can have faith and it really works for them. And when I look at that, I don't pity them. Like, oh, you've been sold a lie by the establishment, you poor fool. I just go, you've got a really good and wonderful happy life and, and a, a foundation and a structure and probably a wonderful society and group of people that you can rely on. And that all looks really good to me. So when I see someone like Pat out there in nature doing her twirls, loving her God, great. Yeah, I yeah. think it's nice. As long as the soundtrack in her head isn't like, uh, yeah, let's condemn people who are different than no. I am. I have a very strong feeling it isn't. Interestingly enough, uh, Faith is part of uh, what brings her and Sam, who is age 28 and an ICU nurse in Pakistan, together. Didn't they see that coming. have that. No, I no. didn't either. Because usually... I mean, boy, we know how much this show likes to go for the whole, you know, Islamic doesn't fit nicely. Well, sure. Right. So um, I was expecting some of that. Um, so it's kind of a bit of a relief. Yeah. What, what I find slightly bemusing is that uh, she's been married twice before. She has two children 
from, I believe she said her first marriage, but she doesn't believe in premarital sex. So she's not prepared. She's even appointed a chair that uh, either she or Sam <laughs> will sleep in. Um, Big boy? What was it? The beast. The beast. If uh, if temptation gets the better of them or starts to get the better of them. I go in the beast sometimes in our house but it's only because the french bulldog has decided that he wants to sleep in our bed and the snores are so incredibly loud i'm driven from the room i don't hear them well they're there um now look there are some red flags here oh yeah and it's not her age because as i've said before may december relationships can work no one would bat an eye if the genders were reversed. Um, well, they might. 40 years is, 40 a, years lot. is a lot. But it, 30 it, years is a lot, yeah. too. But it is worth saying that were it not for the slightly crazed and terrifying demeanor she occasionally has, um, there's something quite attractive about Pat. She's in pretty good shape. I can see it. And it's not just I can see a reflection of what she would have looked like when she was younger. I think she's still potentially, she she doesn't seem on a whole different layer, no. level, generationally. Does that no. make sense? And isn't, I hate the phrase young at heart um, because that's assuming that people that are young are young at heart also. It's like you're, you're just a type, right? And we call it youth or we call it young because people who are young tend to be more like that, really. Right, um, except today's youth who are nothing like that. That's right. <laughs> today's youth are much more like what we'd expect Pat to be. Oh, I'm scared of having a drink. Oh, I don't spend any money or, you know, right? Um, so she's just vivacious, right? And vivacity is quite attractive. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. And I think that um, what worries me is I do think that she is still vulnerable. Yeah. And I think that she is naive to the, to the ways of the scammer. Yeah. I cannot describe how staged and uncomfortable and bizarre uh, all of Sam – Sam was it Sam? Yeah. All of Sam's interactions were um, with her or with everyone, like with his with brother. Everyone. His brother. That scene with his brother was so weird. Here's the thing: if it is a scam, what? <laughs> sometimes, and you get this. I think we get a little bit of this with Callum as well, actually. But it's the um, well. I know what to look out for for a scam, but this was authentic, and therefore everything. If you're a scammer. Every single thing you do could be a lie. So when we say, oh, we were pleasantly surprised he was a Christian. Mm, he said he was a Christian and there is a scene shot in a church, right? When he says that guy is his brother, uh, it could be anyone. I mean, he's in Pakistan. You can tell that because, like, you know, that, that that's kind of visually factual. Everything else could potentially be a load of bullshit. What I do want to say at this point before we get in too much further is this is an absolutely atrocious time for Pakistan and the people of Pakistan. It's like natural disasters happen 
and then a natural disaster where a third a of the country of the is country underwater, is underwater. Yeah, It is frankly Ugh. fucking jaw-dropping. So what I don't want to do is, you know, come for this guy at a time when, you know, his country is going through something which is unspeakable. Um, so, you know, except that we're talking about a TV show and, and, and of course, but I just want to say like what I've seen of that has, has moved me very, very greatly. And, and it goes, I hope, without saying that, you know, Thoughts and, well, not prayers in my case, but whatever the I haven't got a clue about that stuff equivalent of prayers are, very much. Yeah. Um, I agree completely. I will add my prayers. Right. Um, he hasn't told... He's He's told his family and friends about Pat. He has not told them that he's in a romantic relationship with her or that he has any romantic tensions towards her. He does say that he hasn't made any promises to marry her or or any decisions in that regard. And he seems kind of firm in that. There there is a difference of opinion here. I cannot, honestly, I cannot imagine these two people in the same room. He... Has I don't know that he's going to be into playing the board games, and I don't know. He's got a very now. Look, I'm leaving room for English being the second language, etc. But his affect is very strange yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean strange is bad. I just mean, huh? That's different. Yeah. Um, the way, but he did seem quite titillated by her attentions, by the idea of the hugs and the kisses. He seemed to quite like it. And that felt sincere. But again, what you have to remember with a scammer is that, of course, it feels sincere. That's their job. And as I've said already on this podcast, I I very rarely go into these things thinking, oh, it's a scam, oh, it's catfish or whatever, because I just think it's kind of a gross way to approach things. And I'm not really interested in that. But particularly people over a certain age i it does come into my head because they are the natural prey for the predator yeah you know and and her friend Anne points that out rather who, who hilariously. looks like rick wakeman and if you don't know who that is it's her friend Anne. um i love that Anne repeats everything that she says kind of keening to camera like 28 <laughs> 40 years biscoff on the menu it's yeah it that was funny um anyway uh quick breeze through to katie and alejandro oh, we're done with them we're done yeah i think so you know i i will say one more thing i i was open-minded and then my mind door and heart door was shut as soon as she started talking about the money she was sending him and, and the motorbike. buying him a motorbike. Yeah. I think he could string this along for quite a while. I want to mention this too. And, and only because like I say, the red flags, all those red flags. Um, he's if he is scamming her he is actually quite good at it because he's done all the things which usually turn a red flag into a pink flag uh which is he's not 
trying to get into the country through her. Yep. He is applying. Or says he isn't. This is the whole point. The the old NHS visa, um, which we've obviously encountered elsewhere. And so that automatically thinks, wow, he's really not, right? So all of these things, if it's a scam, it's just a scam done by someone who actually knows what the fuck they're doing. Rather than the amateur scams you sometimes see with the with the Williams. Um, right. Right. Which is just so badly done. Yeah. You have to be a Yolanda to fall for them. <laughs> um, God bless. Yeah. But like if I were a scammer, that is exactly what I would do. I would produce paperwork. I produce all kinds of things. But that paperwork would be produced in Adobe Creative Suite <laughs> and would be entirely well, don't fraudulent. tell people how to do it. Well, I'm just saying. It's really easy to, like, even if he sent her a document, that doesn't work. Get the reference yeah, number of the document it. and call the independent agency. Yeah. And, you know, you've actually got to verify this stuff. So just because he says he's coming over and all of that, like, the money's already be- with him at that point. Yeah, yeah, I mm, mm. I don't know that I like it. And then the other obvious red flag is late in season thing. You just think, how much time is there for this storyline to really develop? But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Especially since we have no idea how many episodes there will be because no one's telling us. Who would? Who would tell us such a thing? Right. So Katie and Alejandro. Um, I don't think you're supposed to say Montezuma's revenge anymore because it's quite, um, you know, colonizery. Uh, but having said that, <laughs> it is Montezuma's revenge. Yeah, right. That's what they call diarrhea among tourists in Mexico, or at least they did 25 years ago. <laughs> oh, everywhere's got its own thing. You've got Delhi belly sure. for India. Um, but it is worth saying, it is Montezuma's revenge, right? So the phrase is very much on the side of the victim here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. Right. Um, so basically, it's all sunshine and rainbows uh we get to see grandma liz who is very happy for them even more happy that they're going to be moving uh to england how long do you think it took grandma liz to work out facetime whatsapp whatever they were using i think she was fine with it i think they did reckies before she left because she wouldn't have been able to handle no contact for that period of time do you think so i keep thinking it would be like my mum where you'd oh, have to God. give IT advice if you wanted to do a video call. Oh, please don't put me in that place. Start if, from the out, the plastic on the outside of the uh, screen. Work your way in diagonally from the corner. Can you see a circle with no. a picture of like a telephone? When there's a green one of those, press it. When I say press it. Don't, don't. <laughs> it's just great. Liz doesn't strike me as, having said that, she did like a, a little jiggle gadget. So maybe she's into all kinds of tech. I think she is au fait with the latest so that she can keep in touch with all her grandkids, um, especially her favorites. So the only sticky wicket we have here is that the parents would strongly prefer that they marry in a Catholic ceremony. Can I just say before, when they came back to the house, Mm -hmm. it's repeating something we've already said, but Papa Alejandro's hugs are a place I would like to be in. Yeah, me too. Particularly because he was dressed like Kevin the Teenager from Harry Enfield and John's. That won't work in America, but no, it. It won't. some very funny sketches. But he's dressed like a in his little hoodie. He's yeah, it's just, sweet. He's very lovable, Papa Alejandro. There 
a lovely couple. Yeah. And I'm sure they're going to make lovely in-laws. Yeah. Uh, they do have a strong preference that they marry in a Catholic church. That's my divorced theory out the window because uh, it would seem that it's Cath. They wouldn't sorry. be suggesting it that had he been divorced. They'd be like, it, yes. So he's not the reason. The reason is the she's reason is not she's Catholic, not Catholic, which was yeah. my theory. Do I get a prize? Um, I don't know. Are you gonna get her baptized? I don't th- look. I I understand that she. Um, doesn't want to go through the motions of something that she doesn't believe in, but equally, just do it for the parents. Yeah, it's a tricky one, that isn't it? I don't I know. I think there's something very concerning about faking a belief in a god or a religion. It feels disrespectful to do it for your own ends, but if but it- it's through love. Can that ever be wrong? It's interesting. It's 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 a little moral maze. And and you know what? I wouldn't want to disagree with anyone's stance on that. If she said it would just feel disrespectful to thousands of years of people that really do believe in this to do it for my own reasons, that is a respectable position to take. It's also a respectable position to take to say, I love this man, and if it makes him and his family happy, then I'm sure that any god would forgive me because I do it through love, and, you know, whatever. Okay, so in my personal experience, without getting deep into specifics, I was born into one religion, and it was important to me that when we got married, there was a spiritual element. Hmm. And I have been on a journey for quite some time, uh, as you know, kind of um, swimming in the shallow end of uh, conversion from one religion to another. Uh, I haven't strictly practiced either uh, religiously all the time. Um, But when I chose to marry in the religion that your family is from that was my way of of joining your family right and kind of building that bridge and And so to me that was quite important yeah it doesn't mean anything to me personally because like i said before it's not really my thing but it did mean quite a lot to members of my family and just as a gesture i think it made them all feel very included when they were at our wedding even though it's not my thing it doesn't mean that I dismiss it because I know it's very important to other people. And sure. It can just be nice. So I don't know. Maybe she might consider it. I'm, I'm fairly sure that no loving God would condemn her for doing it for those reasons. Right. Gosh, we've gotten deep. I know. Today with our recordings. Um, sh- let's go to Richard and Kathleen. I just want to say again, though, Katie and Alejandro on my screen turns the brightness to match. Oh, it really does. And, and it's lovely to have them. And sometimes when they're not on my screen, I forget how just gorgeous it is to see them. And when they are there, 4K turns into 8K. And again, it is love. It, it's love. We're watching it happen. It's wonderful. Who are and we it, not watching it happen with? It did oh, make me cry. Did you say Richard and Kathleen? Yeah, but that... Different kind of love. All right. 
what no, do you mean no, different I, I kind thought of we love? Might, I thought we might go on to someone who, where it was all awful. Actually, I don't think there are any awful ones at this stage. But no, Rich and Kathleen, I'm all in for as well. Yeah, um, they were just next on on my thing. There's not a there's not a whole lot of problematic in this episode apart from what we've already covered. Yeah, like let, so once again, little recap. I don't know how Richard comes back from the things he said in that last episode. What I will say is I was very glad <laughs> that like there were giant bear traps. This was like a horror film, this episode. Yeah. Like behind every corner was a big scary monster that could have jumped out at any moment. And it's Richard's bad side. And I, all the time, we were sold these kind of dummies of like, oh God, he's going to say something awful. Oh God, oh God, oh God. It was really tense. But uh, there were no monsters. No, there was loving acceptance and I cried again. You did I, cry. I had only recently dried my tears from Katie and Alejandro and I, I cried again because it was really... I just thought it was really special the the way that he reassured. Now, look, I'm not talking about giving someone a, an award for doing what they're supposed to do in yeah. terms of their tradition, but so many of these absolute horrific American exceptionalist cretins slither over to countries that they know nothing about they show no respect for the culture whatsoever and they're kind of they they don't take the time to get to know their their betrothed family they don't take the, the time to learn about the culture at all and he did and again i am pointing it out you guys this is how he treats people. This is how he treats the people that he cares about. He treats them well. His actions do not match his words. And and like the logical way in which he accounted for things and said, I would move to the Philippines. But Alfie, I have a son and his my happiness is secondary to his happiness. Yes. Right? Yep. And and that's the way he put it. It wasn't, oh, I would come over here, but I've but you know, I've got a son. It's yeah. no, his happiness supersedes my own yeah that's exactly i believe word for word what he said so understandably um kathleen does bring up the fact that the last time he left they broke up and she just wants to be sure that he's sure and absolutely sure that she's the one for him that he's not going to be looking elsewhere uh for someone's ex-girlfriend minty uh that's a deep that's a deep 90 day cut uh for for all my long-term fans um callum and marvin yeah possum pie possum pie um that's not a term of endearment i'm familiar with i have to say i have not heard that one before i've heard pudding pie yeah i think do you even have possums here no i don't think i've ever seen one i've no. seen badgers yeah what's how do possums relate to badgers are they just small badgers or are possums. they nothing like them they're sort of like they're sort of like cuddly i mean they're not cuddly i shouldn't say that <laughs> they're they are marsupials right, right. so they've got a the little pouch yeah, they're yeah. mammals yeah yeah 
Um, Badgers are mammals. They're a bit like, they're t- a little bit raccoony and a little bit rat-like. Yeah. Because they've got the scary skin tail. Right. They do, don't they? Um, like rats. But they carry their babies on their backs like oh. little little uh, school buses. Oh. It's adorable. Well, I like all animals like that. I do too. I like rats. Uh, less keen on rats. Anyway, um, I appreciate that uh, Callum seems to know his makeup. He is renowned on the internets now for his beautiful skin. Um, I like that he goes high end, uh, lower end as well. There's some. Were you impressed that I could recognize Hula? I was. If it weren't the most ubiquitous uh, bronzer in the land, I, I'd I could be recognize, a more. I could impressed. recognize it from the back of the box. Yeah. 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 That may or may not be because at some point in my career, I may or may not have sold gray import cosmetics. I know a lot about cosmetics for a straight man who doesn't wear cosmetics. I pride myself on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't need much. I don't um, use much. So mom is not sold on the relationship. We get uh, an epic eye roll from Callum. They give us a little <laughs> nail biter at the airport. Uh, Marvin's been held at border control. Now, I have been held at border control. Oh, I have been held at border control. A couple of times uh, here in the UK. And it's one of the things that I hate about flying. I lit. I literally had uh, a pen mark in my passport at one point. Not my current passport, thank God. But I had a pen mark once. And without fail, mm. they would stop me and say, well, why is that there? And I'm like, I don't know. Don't you know? And it was it always, yeah. David Sedaris, I know it's not just me because David Sedaris wrote an entire essay about it. Yep. Border agents are mean in Particularly this country. Particularly the British one. Yeah, because when he Ugh. wrote his story, it was like, Heathrow is another level. This is Glasgow Airport, but um, yeah, British border um, agents are delightful, wonderful people um, who should all get a pay rise. Yeah, that. <laughs> I once, um, while being quizzed by a border agent, and for legal reasons, I can't tell that story. That's all right. Maybe <laughs> behind uh, the paywall. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, so something that I was surprised by, we, we get a little package back in the in the Seychelles, and we learned today that they speak... Seychellois, French, Creole, Creole, right. So I was very, now I admit, I had no idea where the Seychelles was. No. I thought because of French and Creole that it might be closer to Haiti. Cuba and that, yeah. Um, They don't speak Creole in Cuba. No, but that that part of the world. Um, It it isn't. It's um, off the east coast of Africa. Right. Yeah. Um, sort of uh, down and to the right a bit of like Somalia, but a long way into the ocean. Yeah. It's rare that you see islands quite so far away from mainlands that are so well known. Um, but yeah, sort of bobbing about in the middle of the Indian Ocean all by itself. I thought it was further to the east. You see, I thought it was nearer to like Malaysia and stuff. Um, but it turns out we were both wrong. One thing we knew about the Seychelles that was proven true is that it is 
fucking lovely. Yes. Um, Marvin and his friends meet at a bar. Now, by the way that the trailer was cut, and I don't know if this was just me or if other listeners got this impression too, I thought we were being led to believe that Marvin maybe wasn't particularly as keen to marry as Callum was. Yeah. Um, But it's different. He has bought the ring. Yeah. And he is intending, as far as we know, to propose to Callum on the trip. Now, what worries me slightly is that um, both of them have talked at length about how wonderful it would be to be in love, how wonderful married married life would be. They don't seem to know an awful lot about each other. This is the whole problem with Marvin. So it's really lovely. Um, the... And I guess I didn't like it when Callum's friends were suggesting this. And you remember I bristled about it, the idea that, oh, he's coming over for the visa. It's really lovely to have a different storyline. Yeah. What I think he might be doing, and the only thing that troubles me is he's coming over for the opportunity to be a liberated gay man. And fair play, <laughs> you know? Sure. Like, absolutely. But like, I al- Everyone has that right or should have that right. And I totally get it. It's just, is it... Callum specifically, or is it just the chance to be in a relationship and be out and be free? Right. And the and the reason I worried a bit about whether it was Callum specifically was the the future that Marvin described, which sounded like quite heavily centered in family and having children. Um and Becky points out that Callum um has no interest in children and haven't said or hasn't said previously. Now this might be a stage of life thing. Uh, you know, my ambivalence about having my own children has uh, changed quite a lot. The older that I get and what is the age difference? How old is Marvin? I don't know. I think he's over 30 though. And I, I, and Callum is late twenties. It's been confirmed. Yeah. He seems it in various ways, like his ability to get up in the morning, (laughs) whereas Callum seems a very young 28. Yes. If Uh, if he is 28. um, But yeah, he seems more teenagery. If you don't mind, some readers, some readers, some (laughs) listeners might relate to this. Um, I am having, what is fondly known as uh, an IBS surprise attack. <laughs> so I'm going to let Robin close this one out. Thank you all wow. so much. We're not going to take you a little break. All the announcements to do. Nope, because we have covered everybody and oh I need the toilet. He's just leaving me alone with a microphone. Well, this is, this is uh, quite a remarkable development. I, I don't have anything pre- prepared. Um, I could talk you around the room that I'm in. So where I'm sitting um, at my little desk and I've got my nice new computer. I'm very excited about that. To my right is a is a keyboard and some like mixing desks and things. Um, to the left of me on the floor, a lot of guitar pedals and then kind of quite a few guitars trailing off towards a giant exercise bike that I've used once. Uh, 
Over in the other corner of the room is the piano that Michelle occasionally sits at and sings like a fucking angel. Um, and then there's some general mess that Alfie has introduced into the room. Um, there are some radio-controlled cars. I think that's a little fidget toy. And something squishy that will no doubt explode in the mouth of a French bulldog. Um None of that is a great way to close out the, the show. I just wanted to give you a little something extra, just a little glimpse. Um, as Michelle disappears into the sunset, um, I shall also bid you adieu. Thank you ever so much uh, for listening to our podcast today. Um, hopefully, we'll be back before you expect it with a very exciting uh, little bonus episode do keep an eye on your feeds. If you haven't subscribed, now would be a really bloody good time to go and do that. So please subscribe on your podcatching app or service of your choice. And we will see you very soon. I'll do the catchphrase all by myself, shall I? Shall I, Michelle? Oh, she's not answering because she's gone. All right. I, by myself, will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.